Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations, and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill, presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Inner Sight. Inner Sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way, with new eyes. So stay with us, and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with Inner Sight. Today we'll be sending out a gift to you. All you have to do is give us a call on our toll-free number, and you can order that gift. Uh, we'll talk more about that later, though. Stay with us, and we'll be happy to send it out to you as we explain what that gift is. Uh, I like this thought from Aging on the Pathway of the Soul. And the thought is, many older persons still see themselves as vigorous individuals. Stopping work entirely would be boring for them. Their inner consciousness seeks more growth. For them, a mind that shuts down at 65 or 70 is an invitation to premature death. And I think that's a thought worth thinking about because I think one of the worst things we do is to uh, subconsciously or even consciously say to ourselves, well, we're at a particular age, therefore we should be behaving in a particular way. And that's very wrong. In fact, the the booklet, Aging on the Pathway of the Soul, mentions a phenomenon called the age wave. And I'd like uh, Sarah and Dale to speak about that. What is that? Uh, the age wave, I think, is a kind of a metaphor for uh, the um, growing uh, proportion of uh, older people on the um, planet. The United Nations, as we've mentioned in previous programs, is focused on this um, this problem. I don't mean by the word problem that it's a bad thing, it's a condition in humanity that people are living uh, much longer today. The UN has uh, found out that the fastest growing age group in the world in both uh, the northern and southern hemisphere in, in poor as well as wealthy societies, the fastest growing group is people over 80. Mm-hmm. So um, 1999 was the United Nations Year of the Older Person, and in April they are having a follow-up conference on uh, aging, uh, which will be held in Madrid. Yes, and the um, the uh, um, age wave also refers to um, the baby boomers. You know, that's actually where it began, I think, and it's now called the gray wave is another term they use because the baby boomers have reached this stage where they're beginning to gray. Mm-hmm. So, um, But it, it, it started back, um, say, in 1946 to a, through a period in 1964 where the boomers were born and began to growing. And this great um, phenomenon of um, baby boomers has affected every segment of society from the day they were born until 
today. And as they have grown up, they have affected the um, housing markets, the food production, the clothing, and education, and culture, and medical care, and uh, the music and culture that we enjoy is often influenced by the predominant number of uh, people in that age group, which happen to be the baby boomers. And so as they go along, they have affected everything in society. Well, it sounds as if we're talking about two different um, waves, uh, the wave of the baby boomers and the other wave of people becoming in, uh, the growing number of uh, very old. Uh, the 80- and 90-year-olds, the 100-year-olds, uh, there's been a huge increase in the number of people who live past 100. So there are these two, it sounds as if, waves that uh, society everywhere is having to cope with. And it's a real challenge, but it's a wonderful thing. Yes, it's it's a fairly new thing because uh, with all the help in uh, medical mm-hmm. treatments that we have now and the better diets and mm-hmm. the better... for emphasis on exercise and uh, medical care and medical treatment. Uh, people are living Vaccinations. longer. Uh, yeah. I just read a book <clears throat> about uh, the uh, flu that came after World War I, 1918, that killed, I think, 60 million people, oh. far more mm-hmm. than that killed, than were, uh, were killed in World War I itself. Uh, the flu used to wipe out vast numbers. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's all of these causes that are creating these... Um, um, not pockets, but the opposite of pocket. These waves in society that need attention and uh, uh, right social policy. I, I view the Lucis Trust organization as a spiritual philosophy organization. How how can spiritual study and meditation be helpful to our aging population? Well, it's a time of life <coughs> when, uh, in most cases, the Concerns of the family that one might be raising, uh, one's career, one's ambitions in the world in terms of self-development have probably been dealt with and resolved satisfactorily or unsatisfactorily. But when you become uh, a certain age, um, you find your your attention is turning toward a more abstract level mm-hmm. of life. And that is ideal for really focusing on and developing the spiritual consciousness. Not that the soul can't be contacted and um, known at any time in life. And we've mentioned um, that many very young children today seem to have such a, a sense of the spiritual realm at a very young age. But the older person is free from a lot of the concerns of um, business, family, and so on, and they can develop the, the spiritual life. The problem is that at the same time that one's consciousness is being freed up for spiritual pursuits, one's body is probably getting older and uh, beginning to creak and moan and put up little uh, cries of uh, demands for attention. And there is kind of a... Um, Uh, a a crisis created as the body ages which depends on how much attention you're going to give it. Certainly you have to give your your physical body right medical care and right diet and rest and vitamins and all that but there is I I think a point where you have to decide that it's going to creak and groan on its own and you have other things to think about. If it isn't something that can be corrected or isn't terribly serious you have to learn to 
override its uh, increasing demands. And this is what gets in the way of spiritual development for a lot of people. It's where your focus is. Mm-hmm. And if your focus is on <coughs> strictly on your physical ailments, then uh, that's where all your energies mm-hmm. are going to be directed. And uh, it's going to really pull you down right to that physical level. But the um, emphasis, uh, putting an emphasis on spiritual study and meditation, for example, can really lift <coughs> the focus of your your consciousness and your life, your daily life, onto another level. Mm-hmm. And free it from uh, the Absolutely, demands of the yes. body. You can free it from that. And uh, I was just struck by um, one of the comments in, the, in this pamphlet that we're uh, giving away, the Aging on the Pathway of the Soul, there is a comment by uh, a gentleman who now lives in California. He's 88 years old, and he's experienced this very thing that we're talking about. And he says, if I can just read this little passage here, through constant unbroken meditation, my thinking is clearer, and I grasp solutions to problems more quickly. My attitude towards people is more loving and understanding, and their attitude toward me is reflected back. I have also found that I am better able to cope with round-the-clock custodial care of my wife, who is in advanced stages of Alzheimer's disease, and at the same time carry on a cheerful relationship with our neighbors. I find increased happiness in all of my associations. So, here is a man that has applied spiritual teachings to his life and it has really been a liberating uh, force to him. I think the the secret to this man's um, realization is that whatever stage we're in in life, we have to make the most of it and whatever stage we're in is one that offers some gain to the life of the soul if we look for it. If we're young and raising a family, that's where our consciousness should be, on our loved ones, on uh, our family relationships. If we're developing a career, that offers uh, an opportunity for real contribution and service to the world, which is deeply spiritual. But when we're older, as this man seemed to realize, we don't probably have quite such a... um, a place of uh, influence and authority on the worldly level if we aren't working anymore or involved in our children's lives so directly. We might be a little bit more in the background. We might feel, if we mind that, that the world is passing us by. But the positive side of that is that we can use that opportunity to cultivate a kind of an abstraction from the outer world which is really productive to the life of the soul. Learning to abstract your consciousness, to to withdraw it from the outer level of form and personality and the material plane is absolutely necessary if you're going to develop a, a, a sense of the soul, the inner indwelling divinity within you and within everyone. So that period of withdrawal, of abstraction, of being more on the sidelines is a a wonderful opportunity for the soul if we want to make it so. Absolutely, and I think that's, I agree with everything you said there about, especially about the, the providing a channel for that soul to come through, those soul values. It's always there. It's not something that's been way off in the space somewhere. It's part of you. It's what you are, essentially. And it's allowing that inner self to really come through 
and uh, take charge of your life. And it's an opportunity for service. Whatever stage of life we're in, we can serve. We might think that we have to be active in the world to serve, and that is one way of serving, but this abstracted withdrawing from life gives us the chance to serve mentally through meditation and prayer. And think of the spiritual hierarchy, the masters who stand behind human evolution. They don't interfere with human actions and decisions, but they radiate energies of light and love and the will to good to affect human consciousness, to uplift it, to stimulate it. We can serve in that same way, and the elderly in particular, because they're not so engrossed in worldly concerns, have free minds that can work in this way, uh, radiating energies into human consciousness to help prompt right decisions, right choices. I think what both of you are saying is so important because I think this society teaches us that uh, old age is totally a negative. And what, you're, mm-hmm. what I'm hearing you say is that there is a great joy to be found in old mm-hmm. age and we should not really accept the subliminal teachings of our no. society. But for those people who just tuned in, you are listening to Inner Sight, which is sponsored by the Lucis Trust. And Lucis Trust is an organization that was founded by Alice Bailey. And all of the uh, dialogue that um, is set forth on this show emanates from the 24 volumes of books written by Alice Bailey. And also, all of the work of Lucis Trust, including this radio program, is funded by the voluntary donations of people like yourself who support the goals of the Lucis Trust. We're not endowed, nor do we have a wealthy benefactor who helps to pay for this program. We depend on the donations, large and small, of individuals, so please give, give if you want this prog- these programs to continue on the air. And by the way, this is uh, if you have a pen handy, you can write down uh, where you might uh, send those donations. They can be sent to Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And I guess a lot of people are interested in that gift. And thanks to some of our benefactors, we were able to send you out the gift that we were talking about today. Uh, Dale mentioned the booklet, Aging on the Pathway of the Soul, which is quite an interesting uh, uh, booklet. And there's a lot of information about the history of aging throughout the wor- throughout the uh, history of mankind. The viewpoint that different societies had upon aging, and uh, uh, some societies had a very positive viewpoint on aging, and I think you'll enjoy reading upon that, and I also think you come away with a sense of what uh, both Dale and Sarah were talking about before, that there is a joy to be found in in, in, uh, old age, and it's up to the individual to discover that joy. So give us a call at our toll-free number if you'd like us to send out that booklet to you, the booklet just ask for Aging on the Pathway of the Soul and uh, give us a call on that toll-free number at 1-866-695-8247. That's 1-866-695-8247. And we'll be uh, very happy to send that booklet out to you. Or an easy way to remember it uh, is 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Think of 1-866-NEW-YORK-LUCIS. And our website, by the way, if you'd like to... Uh, key into our previously um, archived library of uh, of shows. Uh, you can key into our website www. trust It's l u c i s t r u s t. dot org. Once again, www. 
www.lucistrust.org. And at this time of the year, before we continue with our theme, well, we hold our most important public meetings, the three fe uh, spiritual festivals and the annual Arcane School Conference, all of which are coming up in March and April. And you'd be welcome to attend and meet other people who share an interest in this work and teaching. It's not a religion. We're a spiritual philosophy organization. Or all, all are welcome to join us. So please write or call for a meeting schedule and conference program. You can write to, once again, Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Or you can call us on that toll-free number, one eight six six ny Lucis. Think of New York Lucis. Uh, uh, back to our discussion of uh, you're giving me hope, uh, Sarah and Dale, mm -hmm. about as I uh, enter old age of looking <laughs> and discovering that joy in old age and uh, offsetting some of the negativity mm -hmm. in our society. Oh, has. come on, you're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're we're all on the same conveyor belt, I guess. And, uh, what what things can elders do to help them through the through their later years? I saw a television program about a study of the very, very old a few years ago uh, that found there are certain characteristics that they all seem to have. And by the very old uh, is meant people who reach 100 or more. Mm -hmm. And as I mentioned, there are more and more of those people worldwide that live past the century mark. They found that one of the distinguishing characteristics was the ability to accept loss. And, of course, living that long, they had endured uh, great losses of loved ones, of career, and uh, so on, falling through. They knew very well what disappointment and pain are, but they seemed to be able to roll with the punches, to grieve, to suffer, and then to go on mm -hmm. with a willingness to live. Uh, one example was a, a lady who was over 100 who, just the day before she was interviewed, had lost her daughter. 75 years old to a heart attack and here was this extremely old lady uh, having lost her her only child and she said I had to give her back to God with the same love that I accepted her from him when she was born um, another characteristic was seeing life as uh, an ongoing project not as a done deed even when you're a hundred it's still an ongoing project they seemed to understand this. And I remember they interviewed a 103-year-old lady who said, every day I try to be a better person. God bless her. If she's 103 and still trying to be a better person, so can we all keep trying. And that touches on a very spiritual quality, which is persistence. Persistence mm -hmm. in pursuing the life of the soul, uh, of the spiritual path, never giving up, and applying a rhythmic effort every day making that effort no matter how you feel or how discouraged you might be the third quality was a kind of gratitude for life and a joy in simplicity and uh, they interviewed a woman who was single had never married uh, who lived in the south in a boarding house single room and sold tickets at the movie theater that was her job in life, and she was over 100. And I remember the interviewer asking her if she enjoyed her life, and she said yes, and her eyes were shining. She didn't need a lot to enjoy her life. Um, yes, and, and another um, thing that many elderly people have found very valuable is um, doing what they call journaling. In other words, keeping a journal 
uh, writing down your thoughts, your impressions, uh, particularly uh, of your life. Uh, it doesn't have to be a long autobiography, but um, go through the events in your life and write them down and reflect on what your thoughts were at the time and your relationships with other people at the time and your thoughts and your feelings and particularly what your innermost spiritual thoughts might have been and see how you you uh, work through that, that stage of your life and uh, be very honest with yourself. You don't have to show this to anybody but it's, it's a way of um, taking giving yourself a life review mm-hmm. and um, because in a sense, this is what the soul does after the time of death. The soul has a what is called a life review, and it reviews a life very quickly. But um, that's what they mean when they say, "My life passed before my eyes." People right. who nearly die. That's right. And yeah. uh, you know, speaking of that, um, I remember people describing their near-death experiences, mm. and they and they have, that. and one one lady mm. I remember describes it as. A movie mm-hmm. going backwards, yeah. very quickly, very mm-hmm. rapidly, mm-hmm. but it was her whole life. And the high points are right mm-hmm. there for you to see. Right. Eek. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not so that you beat up on yourself yeah. or denigrate yourself because of all the bad things you've done, but it's to look at yourself objectively and those experiences objectively, and see what how could I have handled that better. Mm-hmm and see where you could have brought more balance into your life because this this will help you as after you make that transition. I think one of the most important qualities to carry with us into old age um, that we can all begin to cultivate now is something from the books of Alice Bailey that applies specifically to these times which are so tumultuous and so um, uh, difficult to discern where we're headed. She wrote that we should cultivate plasticity or pliability, learn to bend and adapt. She said, in these days you will need to ponder on this matter of the form because with the coming in of a new era comes a period of much disruption until the forms can adapt themselves to the new and higher spiritual vibration. And that applies to our own forms, our own being. She said, in that adaptation, those who have cultivated pliability and adaptability progress with less disruption than those who are more crystallized and fixed. So she said, cultivate responsiveness to the great ones, aim at mental expansion, and keep learning. Think whenever possible in terms abstract or numerical, which is interesting, and by loving all, work at the plasticity of the astral body. In love of all that breathes comes capacity to vibrate universally. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just thinking about what you had mentioned before about, uh, I guess, in the way I view what you were saying, that, is that uh, successful old age, old age, uh, age is really a quality of mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Some people are very old uh, very early. I remember my mm-hmm. Norwegian aunt who lived to 110, and she wow. felt like a 30-year-old. Uh, mm-hmm. It was always a zestful life, and mm-hmm. uh, what am I going to do tomorrow? What's next? Mm-hmm. So more on uh, successful o- old age. Do you have any more examples of comments from your from your group of elders? Well, I I think probably Dale has some. I have one, but I think you ought to go. Well, I, I have... <laughs> In this uh, booklet um, that we're giving away, age, 
aging on the pathway of the soul. Uh, in the back of this pamphlet, there are a number of comments by uh, elderly people and who have been involved in, uh, some of them have been involved in spiritual work a good part of their life. And uh, so they've kindly um, written a few comments here. Um, one of them is, is this from a lady who was 89 years old at the time. And she says, With retirement came the priceless gift, leisure. What a joy it was to have time to read widely, to reflect, to study world news in depth, to expand my horizons, to keep in touch with a widely scattered family, and so on and so on. And another lady remarks um, <clears throat> in a very humorous way, she's 84, and she says, it is so much easier to laugh at diminishing physical energy and loss of immediate vocabulary recall with others who find themselves in just the same situation. So <laughs> you could commiserate yeah. with your other relatives about your pains. And then there's this thoughtful one from another man who was only 72. He was a child, actually, <laughs> by <laughs> comparison. But um, one may regret the prospect of discomfort in the process of death, but... As the time approaches, one includes the physical body among all the things that marked ready for the discard. So, I mean, he has made that uh, distinction between the physical needs and the purely spiritual needs, and he's ready to move on. I suppose um, what all of these people have in common is um, an interest in life. Mm -hmm. They aren't always looking back at what was but they're they're fully in the present, which is a very Buddhist attitude. We can uh, prepare for the future, but really all we have is the now, and uh, the ability to to be content, happy, interested, and grateful for the present moment. I think is absolutely vital to the soul. I was mentioning in um, another program the book by Ram Das, who wrote "Be Here Now." Mm -hmm. His latest book is still here. Yeah. He had a stroke and uh, was critically ill, but he's making a recovery. He's in a wheelchair. His book is wonderful because it shows that even with that severe limitation, he still really enjoys life, and he still feels very vitalized spiritually. It reminds me of the, the comment of one elderly co-worker of ours who said that you have to see life as a continuing, expanding, and total experience to see the wholeness in which each part of your life has its own unique value when it's rightly blended with all the others. Instead of compartmentalizing our lives, we have to see each stage as just part mm. of a whole. And, of course, each life is just part of an ongoing process for the soul if you believe in reincarnation. This is just one blip on the screen of eternity. Mm -hmm. This is an interesting little poem that, or a short verse of a poem that one of these elderly people uh, was familiar with and was inspired by. It's a poem by Longfellow, <clears throat> and um, this little verse goes like this, For age is opportunity no less than youth itself, though in another dress. And as the evening twilight fades away, the sky is filled with stars, invisible by day. Well, if you, once again, if you'd like to read more about successful 
old age. Uh, we're sending you the free booklet. All you have to do is give us a call, ask for the free booklet, Aging on the Pathway of the Soul, and uh, you'll pick up today, the essence of today's show. Give us a call at one eight six six ny lucis or one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. That's about all the time we have for our discussion today. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we'd like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. It's official. Every day is game day at Buffalo Wild Wings. Grab select domestic draft beers starting at $3. We know every day is for sports as mandated by Buffalo Wild Wings. Watch all the games with people that are here for the right reason with dozens of beers on tap and 21 different flavors of signature sauces and seasonings and a bounty of wings, shareables, burgers, and more. It's built for fans. It's home for sports. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Offers and participation vary. Please drink responsibly. If your A.C. is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your A.C. unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.